What up, everybody? This episode of Content Academy is brought to you by another awesome Dragon Nexus product. So glad these guys have come on board with us. Mm -hmm. um, today, we're yes. bringing you the Dragon Nexus Gamer's Fuel of Choice, Dragon Nexus Gamer Gurt. Yep. This is, I'm talking about a portable tube of yogurt uh, that you can have at your, you know, in arm's reach at all times exactly. while you're gaming. Yeah. You can you just slurp it up. And you don't ever have to take your eyes off the screen, yeah. and immediately you get the fuel and electrolytes and probiotics uh -huh. that you need. Because yeah. I doubt A. you've been eating recently. Yes, vitamins. And um, they have probiotics A. and antibiotics. <laughs> yeah, so, right. It's yeah, kind of like base is covered. Yeah, yeah, all your base is covered. Um, it's kind of like a mixture of you know what they give to cows to keep them from getting sick. <laughs> uh -huh. You know. And yeah. then also like uh, it's, the mostly that. The it's mostly it's yeah. mostly that, but it gives you energy. There's a little bit of uh, taurine in there, so There's you know, kick. give you we'll give you a little kick. Yes, yes. And um, the tubes come with a lot of energy packed into them. They're uh, about 18 inches long, so <laughs> plenty of yeah. girt in one tube. Yeah. And they come in some really awesome flavors. Uh, I'm talking about. Yes, I've got One Up Watermelon, uh, Tron Legacy D Raspberry, uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage Blackberry. You've got Assassin's Creed Blood Orange, and for some of the more health conscious, you have the Firefly Fireflower CBD infused CBD is the flavor. Next big thing. We're trying to give mm -hmm. you options. Yep, yep. And I heard they're coming yeah. out with a THC one soon. So oh boy, <laughs> yeah. In select I mean, states or sativa. <laughs> You'll I mean, be able to get both, I think. Like, yeah. Both combined? Yeah. Are they oh making, my gosh. Are they making a Kratom one, too? I think that's in the pipeline. That's I think that's the in the pipeline. We're working on it. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the nice thing about these uh, Gamer Gurt tubes, and like we mentioned last episode, uh, everything in the Dragon Nexus family of products works together as a system. So uh, mm -hmm. your Dragon Nexus full-body gamer skin comes with little tube holsters, so you can just immediately pull one out, and there you go. You're back in action uh, while you're chowing down on your gamer gurt. And they're great frozen. Uh, they're great uh, room temperature. Maybe even a little warmer than room temperature. Yeah. It's still okay. Yeah, it's still good. Um, yeah, I like to pop mine in the microwave for a couple seconds. Loosen it up a little bit. That's all it needs. You know, yeah. and then you kind of get that nice, uh, that nice, like, kind of curds and whey, yeah. you know, texture. Wait, wait. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, it separates a little bit, yeah, okay? Yeah. It separates. All right. So <laughs> that hydrogenated. Anyway. Um, but yeah, check it out at a That's supermarket good. near you. Yeah. You can also order them off their website. Don't forget all of these products you can get at an awesome 5% discount by using your Content Academy uh, code at checkout. It's yep. just Content Academy, so on. check it out. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. So um, it's it's Tuesday again, so that means it's time to get another – it's time for another 45 minutes of video game-based discussion. Uh, today, Josh is going to be talking to us about something special, another special thing involving video games. Uh, we're talking about handheld game we're consoles. About handheld gaming. So, in the past, about handheld gaming. A very important part of, I mean, gaming. I mean, you have most, I feel like most of the fun I've had gaming has been like not, I don't know, maybe this is a little controversial to say but like in the in the car yeah um, 
in my bedroom under the covers. You're talking about a handheld device. On something. He's yeah, had some better handheld. Yeah. I, mean, I was kind of trying to calculate that the other day when I was working on yeah. this because, like, I bet only recently I have gone over 50 50 on handheld versus yeah. desktop or console mm -hmm. gaming. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, you're not logging a lot of hours on handheld at the moment, right? Right. I think now I am now I am more on the side of so the console. Finally yeah. outweighed the first like I don't know, seventeen years of your life. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would agree on my end. There's not a whole lot of handheld I'll do unless I take the switch out of its out of its little house. Now do you yeah. do you do that quite often? Take the switch yeah. out of his little house? Yeah. Um, not often. Yeah. No. Um, but you know, I will maybe every once in a while, but usually he just stays in his little house. Same here. <laughs> a lot of people that's like their main when, like, when they play the Switch, that's mainly what they do. And I, I don't know, I don't understand that. It's a little unwieldy unless yeah. you have like the molded little Joy Cons at the end, yeah, I don't you know. know. But regardless, I, I think I'm with that's you there, cool Josh. Feature. Uh, you it is a nice feature if the tv is taken and you yeah. still want to play yeah. but uh it used to be pretty much exclusively handheld games um and then i think kind of as you grow up and you get more of like your own money you can like spring for you know buying consoles yeah. and you know send up a, a computer and we'll talk like about that. it we'll get into oh, it yeah, yeah 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 also do not look at my camera right now I'm sorry about this. I think it's kind of a cool, <laughs> funky light show. It typically normalizes after like 20 minutes for, or so. For your for you listening, um, Alex is currently being derezzed. Yeah. <laughs> so so hang in there, Alex. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, before we, I mean, can resume talking about that, let's talk about some headlines for this week. Crack them open. Say? Crack them open. All right. Let's see. Um, this is kind of interesting. A new report says that there are about one million more job openings than there are people looking for work. Interesting. However, the report fails to mention that these job openings are places where people from your high school work. Ooh. So, well, kind of Hard pass. Really, yeah. Not really desirable, let's say. Yeah. This is interesting. Um, Amazon, you guys probably heard about this. Amazon, I mean, you're always hearing about Amazon. Mm -hmm. They're mandating that all their workers wear masks in warehouses. Um, and alongside that, I am mandating that people say, refill the dog's water bowl instead of water the dogs. So People say water the dogs? I know. I've right? heard that before, too, <laughs> and I don't okay. like it. Okay. It, yeah. it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and why don't you move him into the sunlight also? I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And I, Corgi's I mean, gonna need more life. Like I said, I am <laughs> mandating that people say refill the dog's water bowl instead of water the dogs. Um, so hopefully that'll start to change things. So, good deal. Yeah, anyway, let's see. NASA has, begin, has begun, began, begun recruiting people to pretend to live on Mars for a year. Um, so they've got like a simulation type thing. NASA is it work from home? Pretend. I was gonna say, is I it a work from home think situation? Because be I can do that right now. Mars from oh, home. I am cool. on Mars. That would be cool. Um, if this is you, Here, here's me, here's me pretending to be on Mars. Okay. 
can't breathe. <laughs> you can't breathe it. Josh, get very... back inside the biodome. <laughs> it's going to be a very short simulation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if this is something you're interested in, um, you can apply now. Alternatively, you can also pretend to apply now. Hey, can I pretend to get paid for it? With pretend money, yes. Yeah. Sweet. I don't think that they would pay you because what are you going to buy on Mars? Fake Mars. Well, pretend Mars. well, I mean, obviously you'd be using credits. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they pay you in credits. So when you get out of the simulation. Or, credits, or Amazon, Amazon gift cards is probably yeah. what they are going to pay you in. Amazon but credits. Amazon credits. Yes. It's like I think, bucks. I think in the future, Amazon credits is just going to be like the the um, currency that we use. Yeah, I'm telling you, Bezos bucks. Now, how many cycles do I have to be on Mars <laughs> yeah, for? Exactly. Well, it's like two I mean, deca cycles. Yeah, whatever one. I think it's like a year. Yeah, it's a year. So whatever, how long, however long that is. Okay. I feel that I feel that the two planets would probably have similar days because they're right next to each other. But other than that. Yeah, it could be one of those things where like a single day on Mars is like 300 hours or something. I want to say that days on Mars are just a little bit shorter than Earth. Yeah. Like it's pretty close. Mm, I'm not sure. Well, it's farther away, right? So it is farther away. Just get shorter but and shorter. That only the distance from the sun only affects the uh, the year. Um. The so a day on day Mars. Is a rotation. It's about it's about the same. Yeah. It's uh one day zero hours thirty seven minutes is the length of a day. Hmm, so it's just a little bit just a little bit longer. Seven minutes longer. Just yeah, a little bit, a little I bit more. I guarantee that mm -hmm. they would slot that thirty seven minutes in while you're at work. <laughs> yeah, like that, like. Yeah, they're not going to give you the 37 yeah, minutes of free time. Yeah, they're not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, that's just the that's just the way things are. Shoot. Um, okay, let's see here. This is kind of interesting and topical. An unopened copy of the original Super Mario Brothers Brothers, Brothers game. An unopened copy of the original Super Mario Brothers game has sold for a record 2 million dollars. Which, by the oh way, God. I have a listing up right now for a copy of Rogue Warrior. Did you do okay. sign any, on this like any bites on that? <laughs> I haven't got any. I'm getting deja vu. Thing on the line yet? Um, yeah, a few weeks ago I had a listing up for a game called Ninja Bread Man. Oh, that's right. I didn't really. Yes. I had to take that one down. So I found this other game called Rogue Warrior. Um, so I'm kind of. Got some feelers up. <laughs> Good deal. Um, yeah. All right. This one's kind of, I think you guys will like this one. The next season of Stranger Things is set to premiere in 2022. Hey, Finally. push it back further. <laughs> I want to see the kids when they're, you know, coming into their own in college. Uh -huh. Yeah. And Eleven maybe shaved her head again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. They're all coming into their own. Yeah. That'd be great. I could see that. It would be like what the the nineties. I don't know Something when they're in college. So I don't know. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for I it. I don't know. My... Back to, I think they should just go to present day. Have Bill Hader reprise his role as adult Finn Wolfhard. 
That's from a different movie, but okay. Still, it works. It... Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, uh, Finn Wolfhard could just be himself yeah. as adult Finn Wolfhard because yeah. they're all like 17, 18 years old now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'll need like a massive recap yeah, of everything that happened. Yeah. I just watch it all again, I guess. But yeah. we'll see what happens. Do you guys hear this is kind of odd? Like, um, I didn't write a headline about this. Maybe you guys can help me. But there's going to be like an Avatar like tabletop game. The Last it Airbender a, Avatar? Yeah, yeah. It got a I have heard of that. It had a Kickstarter yeah. and it raised like $5 million. Wow. Yeah, that's how hungry people are yeah. for Avatar content. So I was thinking, yeah. what I was thinking about with that is everybody's talking about like their character backstory or whatever. And every time someone talks about their character, they are the avatar. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, everybody's basically either. Well, Zuko's, I'm the avatar. Everybody's basically like, like Zuko but cooler, and also the avatar, or um, Azula but cooler, and also the avatar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think you can be Zuko but cooler. So I like Zuko. Can yeah. I play as one of those flying buffaloes? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, are you a flying sure? bison? Like, also, the avatar. Are you, <laughs> are you sure? I mean, you can play as like a bender who like. No, I want to be one of the little flying monkey guys. I want to be Momo. I want to be something. a turtle Momo. duck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Um, you know, water. What are they? Penguin bear or something? something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is. There are like platypus bears. Platypus yeah. bears. Yeah. And real bears. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, the Earth King had a pet real bear. Oh, that's right. Not sure how that fits. I bet it's a bear bear. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Let's see here. Um, Bill Gates has admitted that meeting with Jeffrey Epstein was a huge mistake. I am admitting that Windows 10 was a huge mistake. Ooh. So kind of big mistakes Ooh. all around with bill gates here you didn't like 10 huh <laughs> you're always more of a vista guy <laughs> well i was doing vista for a while but i rolled it back to uh xp oh okay it's <laughs> it's the most <laughs> pure version of windows in my opinion um let's see here the xbox series x this is kind of interesting the xbox series x is now available online at walmart update sold out <laughs> Okay. Oh, man, okay. Up to the minute news here. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Verge reports that Scarlett Johnson's Black Widow lawsuit has unearthed a huge problem. Scarlett, what was that, Georgia? Joey Hansen. Yes, Scarlett Johnson's Black Widow lawsuit <laughs> has unearthed a huge problem. My life is falling apart. Oh, kind of an experimental one. Uh, all um, these lawsuits, I can't. I just can't keep up with them. Um, I mean, I do think she has uh, uh some legs to stand on with she that definitely though. Definitely does, because I mean, part of her contract was um the box office. Um, she'd get part of the box office uh, earnings yeah, from the movie, yeah. and then they I undercut that. Stone is doing it too. 
yeah, yeah. I saw that too. So um, I think it won't be the first, won't be the last. Yeah. So I, I, I think she should stick with it. I think people are I, I think people are gonna be really hesitant to sign those kind of contracts with Disney going forward. Yeah. Because of this, yeah. Because of this, yeah. 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 They'll have to specify, you know, either pay me a flat rate instead of tickets. Yeah. Or, or some kind of percentage of streaming views. Yeah, that'll have to be worked in somehow. Yeah. If it's not honored, it'll be considered a breach of contract, and you're gonna owe me this much. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Oh well. I could be a lawyer. You should be a lawyer. A contract lawyer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, look, Scar, don't sign it. Trust me. Listen, Scar. Listen, Listen. Scar J. Do you think people in a real life call her Scar Joe? I don't know. Ask, Probably ask only Colin the people Jokes. really close to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Call of Jokes will definitely call her Scar Joe. He'll probably call her Scar Jost. I mean, what if I start calling you Josh Ha? Scar Jost? Joshua, yeah. <laughs> or Georgia, Georgia Wa. <laughs> oh. Georgia I mean, you probably wouldn't like it, would you? So I don't yeah, but ScarJo has a better flow. Yeah, if anything, I go by G Dubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Let's see. Got a few left here. Apple says that it will begin scanning photos stored on iPhones for child abuse imagery. Did you guys hear about this? Hmm. They will yeah, I heard about that. They will also begin scanning photos stored on iPhones for sea salt and vinegar liking imagery. <laughs> so. I don't know if it's kind of put in the same. I don't know. It's still bad, but like, yeah, maybe not as bad. Like how they gonna... they consider like uh, child abuse imagery. They call it C C S A M. Yeah. And sea salt and vinegar is called S S A V. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. All right, one more here. Uh, um, Sony Sony's PS Five is now reportedly no longer selling at a loss now it's selling at a super loss <laughs> so it's well they've kind of just they've gotten dive. they've started to dig they've had to dig so deep in the ps5 mines that they're starting to run into you know trolls and stuff yeah so they have to pay the miners way more now Well, that's all the news there's to talk about. All right. All the news that's fit to podcast. Exactly. Yeah. All right, okay. Josh, Josh, all you take it away. Taking it over. So we are talking about handheld gaming devices, and I'm only going to go up through the year 1990. I was going to just do a uh, complete overview up till current day present day but there was way more than i expected more more stuff to talk about think of all those so, ds iterations i mean yeah goodness i know yeah the game boy micro what is that that's um, like right up there with the ipod nano does it even yeah. have a screen <laughs> you have Whoa. to squint to see the screen <laughs> So the first ever handheld gaming device, do either of you know what this is? 
It's not the game. Oh, is it like? I didn't know what it was. I didn't know this one. It's not the game and watch. Is it one of those shampoo bottles with the two buttons where you like, you have to like get the the gel or water? We have talked about the shampoo <laughs> bottles in like four or five episodes. Listen, they're just so fun. <laughs> I really hope someone yeah, else knows. All day. The first ever uh, handheld gaming device was called Mattel Auto Race. It was released in '76, and I actually posted a photo of it in the in the chat. I see that. It's a racing game with a tiny LED screen. Well, calling it a screen is, I guess, kind of disingenuous. It's like a wow. a grid of LED lights. And it's the the screen is divided into three lanes. Cars are represented by red dots, which are just LED lights. And the player changes lanes with a slider on the bottom that you can move left and right. Wow. So it tracks four laps and it displays your race time at the end. And you can control your speed too. Um, and it made a really, really annoying sound when it was going. It was like this weird buzzing noise that I guess was supposed to be like a car racing, but I see some like gameplay of this. I watched some gameplay of it. It was very, very basic. Like it looks the very, very basic. Little lights, you know, falling, moving down the screen, and you have a little light on the bottom that you move left and right to avoid them. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Mattel also made a football game. With very similar gameplay, except yeah, you go from left to right, from one end zone to another, and you have to dodge the other team's defenders, hmm. and everything is represented by LED dots. So those are kind of the first actual handheld games, handheld electronic games. Um, after that, in 1979, the Milton Bradley Microvision was the first handheld console to use interchangeable game cartridges. But And the interesting thing about these was uh, the entire CPU was in the game cartridge itself. It wasn't in the console. Wow. Huh. So, it, yeah, it was kind of weird. And each, each cartridge had its own uh, overlay, and it each had its own button layout. So basically, the system itself had a square panel underneath it with like a row with like a grid of nine buttons and the cartridge had a overlay that covered all the buttons except for you know whichever ones it used that brings me back to um what alex talked about with the alex what was it called like and you like magnavox odyssey yeah alex. where you yeah. had the attachment of the go over the screen similar idea yeah, which is innovative, I think, actually. Like, it's actually pretty creative. And they did the same thing for, like, the Microvision baseball game, where it adds a, a baseball diamond over the screen. I'm watching some gameplay right now, and it's pretty basic, but um, <laughs> pretty cool, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, you gotta start I mean, somewhere. Yeah, and it was definitely the very start. Um. <laughs> This so next, <laughs> it was the start. Uh, the next kind of iteration of handheld console was the Nintendo Game and Watch, 
these were released starting in 1980, and there were several different variations of these, each with their own games. Most of them had like an A game and a B game yeah. that you switched between. Usually it was like the the A game, and then the B game was a slightly harder version of it. But sometimes mm -hmm. there were two kind of different games. I see. These were I'm... created... Go ahead. I'm just really taken aback by like how much they look like Game Boy Advances or um, even the DS. The DS, yeah. Like, this is where you start to see the more modern. Like I see, there's a control, there's a directional pad, there's yeah. um, like buttons clearly labeled like jump, and then there's like A or B or you know. So yeah, exactly. that's really cool. Well, these were the first game systems to use the D pad, which stands for the pad. Obviously. An onion joke, but like uh, so these were created by Gunpei Yokoi. Uh, he also created the Metroid first Metroid game. Oh, wow! Um, and they used so at this time, Sharp and Casio were kind of having a calculator war where they were just like competing with each other to make the cheapest calculators. Yeah, until and so Tex Texas Instruments came in and like crushed the competition. Or yeah. Well, and interestingly, Tex Texas Instruments helped develop the um, CPUs for the Microvision. I believe it was. Really? No way. There were only there were only so many, you know, uh, processor manufacturers back then, and still yeah. there still still kind of are. But yeah. anyway, so there were all these cheap and abundant LCD calculator displays lying around that Nintendo was able to get for cheap. And so they used those to make the Game & Watches. And this and the, was, you said, 1980? Yeah, 1980. Well, this was like 1980 until 1989, basically. Cool. They released these. And you could tell, like, the units themselves really do look like calculators, too. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and this was that was kind of the beginning of Nintendo's philosophy of lateral thinking with mature technology was the phrase they used. So instead what does of mean? what it means, instead of trying to do like the highest resolution graphics, the most advanced technology at the time, they focused on using technology that was already matured and less expensive and more well understood. And just doing interesting things with it. That's cool. I like that because, you know what? Um, I feel like a lot of games and companies suffer when they try to do the next big thing. Sometimes there's a payoff. Yeah. But um, a lot of times that, you know, you, they fall on their face with that. This exactly. way you can kind of push the boundaries of what's already there and make something completely different and unexpected that way. So well, I like that. We'll see just how much that strategy pays off in a minute. Oh boy. Here. Uh, Bandai released a similar game system to the Game & Watch in 1982 called Terror House. And I thought this was cool. It was solar powered and it had a joystick and it had a similar design to the some of the Game & Watch systems where it was like a clamshell. You open it up. The top part had the <laughs> solar panel on it and the bottom part had um, a button and the joystick and the screen had two layers to it so each screen had a different game so ah. by switching the screens sw switching which screen turned on it changed which game you played hmm. interesting okay yeah. 
it was cool um that's just how cheap those screens were as you could just put in two and since they are lcd calculator screens it's not like they had you know like sprite based graphics it was yeah, basically right. just different shape different pre-existing shapes on the screen lighting up in different times yeah so if you wanted a different different images you had to do an entirely different screen with different pre-baked images on it so between 1989 and 1990 there were four major handheld consoles released yeah so we had the atari lynx the sega game gear the nec turbo express and of course the nintendo game boy and the Game Boy came out first in April 1989 in Japan, and later that year in America. The MSRP was $89.99, which adjusted for inflation is $181 in today's wow. dollars. Wow. Honestly, so, that's a lot. That's why. You would think. Time, just wait, though. Just wait. Okay. okay. So, $89.99, $180 bucks today. Um,. I mean, it's cheaper than a cell phone now. That's true. So, it used yeah. four it used four AA batteries, and the battery life could last up to thirty hours, okay. which is kind of amazing. Yeah. 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 It had a single built-in speaker, but it had a stereo headphone jack. So, if you had headphones, you could mm-hmm. listen to the game in stereo. The screen had a distinctive pea soup, yellowish green and black look. Yep. I'm sure you remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so, so ugly. Yeah. And it was bundled with the game Tetris. Nintendo had originally planned to bundle Super Mario Land, but decided on Tetris since it would appeal to a wider audience. Smart and it's really it it was because it's hard to overstate how much of the Game Boy success was due to Tetris. It was like the Tetris machine. Really? Yeah. As like oh, yeah. moms are gonna play Tetris. Yeah, everybody loved Tetris. Yeah. The music is great. I don't know. I played a lot of Tetris. You got it. So okay, so the next was the Atari Lynx. And this was a pretty cool system. I had never really seen. I never, never heard of that. These before, and it had a three and a half inch backlit and color screen. Color is this the yeah. first color? I want to say this was the first color handheld screen. It was the first, and it was also the first and only ambidextrous game console. Oh, so, like you could turn it upside down? Yeah, you could it. turn it upside down and you could flip the screen around or you should could like push a button or something in the screen. Wow, wow, wow. That's pretty yeah. cool. So at this point, it wasn't really... Uh, it, things hadn't solidified enough to be like the directional pad on the left and the buttons on the right. Right. So nowadays, that's just how things are. But at the time, it was... It was a kind of a toss-up. Like the Terror House, it had the joystick on the right and the buttons on the left. So if you wanted the D-pad to be on the right side, you could just flip it around and do it that way. That's interesting. We don't really consider game controllers or consoles to be ambidextrous now. It's just yeah. like whether you're left or right-handed, you can still play it. Yeah. <coughs> interesting. Alex, you're 
mostly left-handed, right? I'm left-handed, yes. Yeah. So do you feel... Did you ever feel uh, hampered by, like, a typical controller setup because That's, of that? Alex, does this Atari Lynx... Does this Atari Lynx make you feel seen? It, yes. No, I'm just okay. Never once in oh. my mind. Okay. You can also hold the Atari Lynx vertically for some games because it had it had like four buttons on one side, two on like two on the towards the top and two towards the bottom. That's cool. So that was kind of neat. That. Yeah. Um and so if you watch any like footage of the Atari Lynx the Which screen was really awesome. Yeah, this is pretty impressive. Yeah, like it, it looks, it seems to hold up. Like it would wouldn't look out of place. Like it looks retro, obviously, but it is very yeah. advanced for the time. And uh, it, although it had that awesome display, it failed to gain popularity due to its high cost, short battery life, and small software library. Mm. And that's kind of going to become a pattern here with these other three. Was that, does that mean, uh, is that why the, the Game Boy uh, became the winner? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like 30 hours. It's nothing really uses AA batteries anymore, I feel like. But even 30, if I had to change batteries every 30 hours, I would still feel like, dang, that's a lot of battery. <laughs> Yep. But some of these consoles only lasted like five hours. Like this one? Would, yeah, and they would take like six batteries. Dang. So, so how much would you how much would you pay in today's dollars for an Atari Lynx? If you were a like kid in nineteen eighty. Fifty. <laughs> yeah, wait, how are you phrasing You're have this? To go so a like, higher than that. So like if I was a kid in nineteen ninety. Just pretend there's no Pretend there's no inflation. Pretend that today's dollars are the same as 1980 dollars. How much would you pay in today's dollars? Uh, for, for um, I mean, I think the MSRP should be something like uh, probably a hundred dollars or so, right? Hundred bucks. Yeah. So, so you're saying it should be cheaper than the Game Boy? I thought you said inflation wasn't a thing. In the sense, okay, maybe and I'll that, phrase it differently. The, the Game Boy you said was like $89. This is going to be more expensive. Let me put it this way. Pretend that there are no other game consoles and these are just coming out today. There's nothing yeah. else. Yeah, pretend gaming is just starting, basically. And, and the Game Boy came this? out. The Game Boy came out and it's $181. How much this, would you pay for the Lynx? This would be like $250. $250? Alex, what do you think? I could see that. I agree with Georgia. It it actually cost three hundred and sixty four dollars. I guess it's not too far off. Wow. Yeah. How much could you buy a car for back then? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, if you're uh, if you're not picky enough, you can buy a car. How much was tuition back then? Also, while we're on the pro yeah. on the on the subject of depressing inflation. you could be a uh you could be a part-time lifeguard at the neighborhood pool and pay for yeah classes pay for at the, medical school pay yeah. for medical school so next we have the <laughs> nec working on my graduate degree bro <laughs> literally no running 
<laughs> the NEC Turbo Express launched in late 1990. It had a backlit screen, a TV tuner, and it was essentially a portable TurboGrafx-16, and it could play all of the TurboGrafx-16 games. You didn't even need to buy handheld versions of them. It could just play its games. Looks ugly. It does look ugly. The battery life was only three hours, and the asking <laughs> price adjusted for inflation was $500. Damn. So, needless to say, that was not very successful. So, the last handheld game console we're going to talk about is the Sega Game Gear. And it came out in 1990 as a direct competitor to the Game Boy. The MSRP was $149.99, which is about $300 adjusted for inflation. It required six AA batteries, which only lasted for three to five hours. It had a pretty awesome backlit color screen with high resolution for the time. It was basically like a portable Sega Master System. And although it was successful in its own right, and it had a pretty good library of games and impressive graphics, it failed to match the success of the Game Boy. The Game Boy is just too strong. Well, just battery life alone. Battery life, and it was the only one that had Tetris and Mario. So, hard to beat that. Battery life is kind of king, in my opinion. Yeah, battery life is huge. Yeah. So, I had... I'm trying to think what of what handheld consoles I had. Because mm-hmm. I remember we got the Game Boy Pocket, which was like the second hardware version of the Game Boy. It was like the Game Boy Slim, basically. Mm-hmm. It was our cool. Cousins, our cousins had the Game Boy. Our cousins then, had the Game Boy. Yeah, and then we got that first one that was still black and white. Mm-hmm. And then the colors came out. And then I remember that's when I got my first separate one what color was yours and was turquoise turquoise yeah Mm -hmm. um i I had that for a long time it was yep i i beat some of my very first games on on that one so that was i had i had the see-through purple game boy color which was so cool yep and and then you got the gba i got the see-through blue arctic blue and then I remember this is when blue? I think it was I think it was Arctic Blue. And this is where we diverged because I got the the GBASP. Oh right, yeah, flip. you had the red one. Mm-hmm. And then you later got the Metroid version of it, but I had that yeah. red one, and yeah. that was that was real nice. Yeah, it was. We played Harvest Moon on that. Oh yeah. And then I Alex, like what was design. your first handheld game? I mean, you probably got all our all our. Wasn't it a Game Boy Advance? Didn't you have your own Game Boy Advance? No, I don't think so. I think it was probably like a. Did you get a DS? Yes. Really, yeah. like one of those first ones? Like the DS Lite, black DS Lite. Yeah, I think he had the first DS Lite. And then I had like I don't know, New Super Mario Brothers. I never had a DS Lite. I went straight from yeah, the DS one. to the 3DS. Yeah. yeah. I got my nice yeah. blue DS right here. I was remember my on. my DS was like all it was like the 
the paint was wearing down around the buttons yeah and the screen was the hinge was kind of loose and the screen was kind of faded and compared yeah. to george's george's was just pristine yeah yeah because i take good Wait, care George, of it do you still have yours right there yeah here i have got the uh i've got your original ds That's so cool um in the blue and then i also got your ds xl oh, which um which i think was a, was a great improvement yeah. honestly i really like it's kind of huge if you look yeah. at them side by side um but no fantastic i was just recently playing um um capcom's ghost trick on oh nice on the nintendo dsxl highly recommend ghost trick to anybody who likes puzzle games and mysteries yeah that original ds honestly did not look much better than some of the handhelds you linked here i know it was so blocky Rough, little, yeah. little chunky yep yep i loved that thing though yeah it had uh it had like a chat program picto chat do you remember yeah. that oh yeah and we just talked to each other yep yeah and of course it had the killer app nintendogs yeah. love it well how informative josh these are very cool thank you maybe if we need if we need another one we can talk about handheld games from 1990 to now but it right. would mostly yeah. be about like Game Boys. The trash fire that is mobile gaming today. Yeah. Ew, everything's hidden behind a paywall. Yep. Episode done. Yeah. All right. What's next? Thank you, Josh. You're welcome. <laughs> next, we got a puzzle. That's right, guys. So I'm excited. Fire up your PCs and wait about 10 minutes for everything to load. Get everything downloaded. <laughs> Thank you for the little startup sound. Um, <laughs> connecting. Yeah. Connect to the internet. Yep. Make sure you insert disk. Oh, make sure you clean it off first and then insert it again. Okay. Little, and didn't, didn't, yeah, didn't accept it. So try it again. Okay. And now it's booting up. And now we've got it. We're on to the second level of Cave Adventure Puzzle Trials 2. So we have to guys... insert disc two. Uh, no, this isn't missed. It's not going to okay. be, be that long. I think that's that we start getting into multiple discs when it goes to Cave Adventure Puzzle Trials three. Oh, okay. That's when it gets. That's you kind of get into more lore, and there's like an accompanying novel that you can read for the expanded <laughs> okay. universe. But if you guys remember, I know. You guys remember um where we ended last time i'm picking up after your save point here um you just opened you, the door right right you you got uh the key from that dragon and then you used the key on the door and went to the next level so uh just a quick reminder at some of the actions you can do you can look at pick up use go drop you can like check inventory or check pockets um i'll accept iterations of those but again just uh play this as you would a text adventure make sure you're using compatible actions and we'll see what happens hey. you guys ready yeah all right 
So after you're making your way past the first room of the cave and through the narrow passageway, your handy glow shroom lighting the way, remember it's still stuck to your hand, Okay. Yeah. you come into another large room. More luminescent glow shrooms cling to the ceiling of the cave amidst the stalactites. You remember that stalactites are the ceiling ones because they must hold on tight to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Ahead of you are three tunnels branching out in different directions, sure? to the west, north, and east. Yes, I'm sure about that. No, above the west, the slag mites because they might reach the floor someday. I'm talking about the ones on the ceiling. Yeah, and that ceiling, I'm so going to bring that up later. Floor. Okay, all right. You know what? I trust you. It's fine. Trust me. Above the west tunnel, <laughs> it's the lag tight because they must hold on tight to the ceiling. No, it's. I assume you know you're what? just typing all. You know, I'm not gonna fight. It's fine. I like how you're just typing all your this way. into cave adventure puzzle trials. You're fighting with it. <laughs> Are you sure? I did like asterisk, asterisk, stalagmite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Silly. Now pay attention. Ahead of you, there are three tunnels branching out in different directions to the west, north, and east. Above the west tunnel is a carving of what appears to be a child. Above the north tunnel is a carving of a man in the same style. Finally, above the east tunnel is an image of a cane. Directly in front of you on the ground are three vertical lines, each about three foot in length and parallel to each other. To the south behind you is the passage from which you came. In the distance, you hear a faint thud, which could only be the ancient door closing behind you. Hmm. Okay. Well, so right off the bat, my first thought is it's the riddle of the Sphinx. Yep, exactly. Um, it's kind of solved for us already. It's uh, Yeah, it's kind of solved for us. Um, hmm. Let's do look at lines. Three straight parallel lines carved deeply into the cave floor. Perhaps they represent something? Okay. Um, how do we how do we differentiate? Maybe say like look at child. Mm-hmm. You look at the carving above the west tunnel. It is an artist's interpretation of what could only be a baby. It's depicted with a single curlicue of hair from the top of its head. Yes. And is it wearing diapies? <laughs> okay. It's got a diety. It's got the curlicue. Okay. Maybe it doesn't have like one big tooth in its mouth. Yeah. It's obviously a baby. Okay. okay. Uh, look at tunnel. Maybe a little bit more specific. It's just a tunnel. It's not a. It's not a door. It's just an open tunnel. There are three tunnels, west, north, and east. Okay. Hmm. I'm kind of thinking we just go through the tunnel, Alex. Well, which one, though? See what happens. There's, there's three tunnels. The middle one? What do you think? The north tunnel? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, go, go to north tunnel. Okay. You go through the north tunnel. The tunnel keeps going and going, getting darker and darker until you finally see a faint blue glow up ahead. You run to the light to find the same room you started in with the same tunnels uh, and symbols and the three lines on the floor. One of those things. Okay. Uh, well, let's go to West Tunnel. You go through the West Tunnel. 
The tunnel keeps going and going, getting darker and darker until you finally see a, a faint blue glow up ahead. You run to the light to find the same room you started in with the same tunnels and symbols and the three lines on the floor. Okay. Well, I mean, we got to go to East Tunnel now just to make sure. We brute force it then. Okay. You go through the East Tunnel. The tunnel keeps going and going, getting darker and darker until finally you see a faint blue glow up ahead. Could it be? It's another room, but it looks slightly different. Oh, okay. Um, so now I'm about to give you the description of the next room. Oh, okay. It's loading. That means I'm getting a drink of water. Yeah, okay. Okay, second room. This room is also faintly lit from the glow of mushrooms. There is another set of three tunnels. To the west is a tunnel with a bronze disc above it. To the north is a tunnel with a limestone disc above it. To the east is a tunnel with an iron disc above it. You survey the ground for perhaps another clue, but only find some stalagmites covered or clustered in the center of the cave room. Right. You know they are stalagmites because they might reach the ceiling, but some won't. A few of them are broken. Okay. Uh, so we got bronze, limestone, and iron. Um, look at stalagmites. You approach the stalagmites. They come up to about waist height. The two most prominent stalagmites are broken. Hmm. What do you think, Alex? I think, do we have to, like, complete the stalagmites or something? Mm. Broken. I, don't know. I think I think um stalagmites are they're they're typically made of limestone, aren't they? So I think we just go through the north uh tunnel. Yeah. Let's do that for now. Okay. Go to north tunnel. North tunnel, okay. Yeah, you go north down the tunnel. The tunnel takes a sharp right turn and then a left and then another left before a steep incline and a gentle bend to the right. You see a light up ahead as you round the curve to find the same room you started in oh. with the tunnels and stalagmites. Dang. Okay, so, mm. I mean, they have to have some kind of, there has to be some kind of hint, right? Yeah. Think about the last room that you did also. So there were the three lines on the floor. And which tunnel slash uh, symbol? So the the third one. Uh, can we look at the stalagmites again? You approach the stalagmites. They come up to about waist height. The two most prominent stalagmites are broken. Which one? Look, stalagmite. You, you approach the stalagmites. They come up to about waist height. The two most prominent. No, he said lick. Lick? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you cannot do that here. They are called stalagmites because they might taste good when you lick them. <laughs> nope. I'm thinking, well, I, I don't know. Maybe this is crazy, but maybe like, so there's three paths. So maybe it's like the, the paths that, you know what I'm saying? It reveals what path to take when you look at which one is not broken. Right. Well, it said two were broken, which yeah. that would suggest to me the middle path, which we just tried. Yeah. Um. 
Do you have to do some combination of like middle left, middle right, left? I you're don't think you're so. getting very close. Okay. Okay, let us figure out then. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. So we got the slugmites. What else do we have? Can we check inventory? Check pockets. I don't think we have anything. Uh, check pockets. The key kind of dissolved, didn't it? You you are holding the glow shroom. And the tarnished mirror. Tarnished mirror. Oh. Yeah, that's not going to help us here, is it? Look self. <laughs> With mirror. Yeah, can we look at ourselves in the mirror? What do we look like? Is How are we holding up? Customization? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't see yourself very well, but still looking good. That's the confidence I wish I had in real life. Transfer confidence from safe. <laughs> okay, now um, we got to. Does it open up a an item shop where you can like buy character skins? V bucks. Not that. V bucks, that... yeah. No. Uh, Puzzle bucks. Maybe yeah. there's a there's another clue in the tunnels. Let's go west tunnel. You go west down the tunnel. The tunnel takes a sharp right turn and then a left and then another left before a steep incline and a gentle bend to the right. You see light up ahead as you go around the curve. Could it be? It's another room. Slightly different. Okay. Oh, okay. Huh. You guys are brute forcing it. So, so I hope we'd... if you haven't caught on to how to do this, uh -oh. here we go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this chamber of the cave reveals itself to be much larger than the previous rooms. The ceiling stretches high above you into the darkness. Four large gross rooms in one in each corner light up the chamber glowing as tall as trees. This chamber has four tunnels branching from it. Throwing cardinal directions out the window, you label them tunnels one through four. Peering above the tunnels, expecting more symbols, to your dismay you find only tunnel number two has a carving, a grasshopper. On the ground before you are the rest of the carvings. They must have tumbled off their settings ages ago. You find carvings of a bird, a plant, and a snake. Which tunnel will you choose? Bird, a plant, and a snake. So, so obviously, the grasshopper eats the plant, the bird eats the grasshopper, and the snake eats the bird. So snake is the alpha here. Yeah. Well, no, wait. Unless the snake eats the grasshopper and the bird eats the snake. That's probably more likely. Well, I imagine the snake getting picked up off the ground by the bird. Right. Kind of yeah. depends on the bird. Is this like European starling? Um, it's, it's a And the snake. Bird. Is this yeah, a boa constrictor? A <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you want, I mean, you can inspect them. Okay. Inspect bird. You look at the carving of the bird. It appears the same artist carved all four symbols. It shows a small sparrow. Small sparrow. Huh. Hold on. What does what is the length of approximate length of the tail on the bird? Look, it's not that detailed of a carving, <laughs> okay? okay? Just trying to pinpoint. That's a scarlet tanager. I think Alex, I think I know I think I know how we were supposed to solve the last room. Okay. How are we So it's kind of the order of 
limestone represents stone age bronze represents the bronze age iron represents the iron age i like that so by the two broken stalactites that means the second in the pattern which would be the bronze age so the four mushrooms probably refers to the fourth in this sequence which would be either the snake or the bird. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the bird. Yeah. But we should, let's, let's look at snake. You look at the carving of the snake. It appears the same artist call, carved all four symbols as a large boa constrictor type snake. Oh, okay. I saw so that makes hmm. me think more of the snake would be. Yeah, like I'm kind of leaning snake here, or top snake. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and what was the bird again? It was like a scarlet Sparrow. tanager. Yeah. Scarlet tanager, okay. Uh, and there were four mushrooms, right? Mm-hmm. And all the all the carvings fell off Light of, of their tunnels. Fell off oh, of their tunnels. right. Only the grasshopper above t- tunnel number two still remains. So we don't necessarily know which tunnel is which. Maybe you have to put it in order. Okay. Uh, let's. Can we pick up the carving of the of uh, the plant? You take the carving of the plant. The plant looks like a daisy. Okay. Uh, use carving on tunnel one. You put the carving of the plant near tunnel number one. Good enough. <laughs> Okay. Cool. Uh, That's what we strive for. Pick up, uh, pick up bird carving. You pick up the bird carving. It's kind of lighter than you thought it would be. Okay. Use bird carving on tunnel three. You put the bird carving on tunnel tunnel number three. You give it a little kick for good measure. Okay. Uh, pick up snake carving. You pick up the snake carving. It almost sounds like there's a rattle in it. Cool feature, you think to yourself. (laughs) All right. Uh, Use snake carving on tunnel four, please. Are you on Jeopardy? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for running. Listen, typing Uh, please makes it work better. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You put the snake carving next to tunnel number four. Okay, I'd like to buy a vowel, please. You can't. I'm on the Vanna White diet. I only eat foods I can spell. Uh, let's go. <laughs> go to. Wait, you know, what Vanna was White. that last? Yeah. Vanna White, the lady on the yeah. Wheel of Fortune who places the, uh, or she touches the panels. Yeah, it's a Joan Rivers. It's yeah. an old Joan Rivers joke. Uh, let's go to Tunnel Four. You go down tunnel four. There's no light, so you must feel your way through the passage. Oh Suddenly, the ground disappears beneath your feet as you fall through a hole. You get up, dazed. Looking around, you gasp at the sight. It's the next challenge. Hell yeah. Would you like to save? Yep. Yeah, save, okay. please. Okay, save. Sweet. You did it. You kind of brute forced your way through that one. So. <laughs> it took us a minute, but we figured it out. Yeah, that was yeah. smart of you, Josh. Thank you. Good puzzle, Georgia, as Thanks. always. 
You missed some great dialogue, but thanks. Well, are we going to do the thing where we, uh, <laughs> we play it? We 100% <laughs> do the 100% completion? I mean, you, you almost did. Uh, okay. The only one you didn't get 100% completion on is the... Uh, you did a... Well, I guess there was a... Because you looked at the... You looked at the... Because you can look at each of the You can look at each of the things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you just want to like look at all the things? Yeah. Okay. Uh, starting at room number one, look at the man slash north tunnel. You mm -hmm. look at the carving above the north tunnel. It's basically a stick figure, but it is larger than the child carving above the west tunnel. And if you look at the cane, you look at the carving above the east tunnel. It's either a candy cane or a shepherd's staff, but either way, it's definitely cane-like. Okay. Um, and south is direction of cane. In room two with the um, bronze, iron, and limestone discs. Uh, you look at the disc above the west tunnel. Uh, you can tell it's bronze because of the faint green oxidation around the edges. Mm. Uh, if you look at the east tunnel, you look at the disc above the east tunnel. Yep, definitely iron. Good thing you took that <laughs> metallurgy course at the community college. Uh -huh. uh, look at the north tunnel. You look at the disc above the north tunnel. Thanks to your extensive geology background, you immediately determine the disc is limestone, which is very common in caves. This disc, however, was purposely carved into a disc instead of this tunnel. Um... Uh, for some reason, in room number three, I had the prompt, look at tunnels. Yep, dark and creepy cave tunnels. Something tells you this is the final challenge before the next puzzle. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Cool. There you go. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah, next one's going to be... Next one will be pretty fun. Cool. This uh, having to do a different kind of puzzle every week has really uh, made us stretch the limits of this format, and I... I like where we're headed. <laughs> yeah, Great. I agree. Good. Good deal. It's just fun to come up with. Yeah. Glad you guys enjoy them. Yeah, sweet. All righty. All right. Good job. So, Alex, you want to tell us maybe what we're going to do next week? Shoot. Um, That's right. Yes. Next week, we will be talking about um, sports video games. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Okay, so just added. So as we saw, kind of the first video games were based on sports. Like baseball was a big one. So mm -hmm. we're gonna be talking about that. All cool. right. Well, thanks for joining us for another week, and we will see you guys next week. Class dismissed. Class, yeah. <laughs>